Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Spin the Rally Pod. And this is a little bit of a bonus special. We spoke about Argentina last time round, but uh, we're moving on to an anniversary this time. I'm Lisa O'Sullivan, the rally fan and the brains behind the operation. So I'm told uh, <laughs> David Evans, senior staff writer for Dirtfish.com. Colin Clark, the very voice of rally himself and former team boss George Donaldson in attendance. As usual, we're all in our various Splendid isolation still in the UK as lockdown continues. And uh, we are going to celebrate. Say it, Lise. Lise, I can't wait. I can't wait anymore. Just say it. Tell us how do you pronounce it. Colin, have you got it? No. Can anyone do it? I haven't even got it written down. Famously known as the... That's exactly what I said. David, 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 before we get into the unpronounceable volcano... You know what I want to know about is the, the ducks. How are the ducks and the cat? Because that, that oh, we were captivated the on the last podcast. <laughs> What's the update? Are they the, dead? The, the, uh, no, no, <laughs> Colin, no, no. The cat uh, the, the went hungry that night, and the fabulous man from the RSBB came along and, uh, with a bit of social distancing, he picked up what were apparently two two or three day old mallards uh, and off they went and apparently it is a real issue right now lots of mallards uh becoming um motherless fatherless whatever uh so yeah he's taken it away taking them away and uh the cat was back to whiskers or whatever it would be that night uh so yeah no all happy ending the cat the cat hadn't tucked into the mother no oh. no no you oh. i don't i Possibly. no our cat's afraid of pigeons uh, just about, <laughs> just about ready to take a wren or something like that. But no, he's he's pretty scared of of most things. So I think a full grown mallard duck, mm. like I know what a ma- <sighs> mallard duck. That's a green headed one, is it? Is that uh, they've got yeah, they've got green green head and and kind of like shiny blue and yeah. bluey green. Yeah. The sort of classic yeah, the classic pancake duck. thing. The classic duck. <laughs> duck. Yeah, that's it. Is that yeah. the one we have in pancake? Yeah, I think it is probably. <laughs> Duck. Is it? It's all duck. Yeah. Crispy. Well, duck, duck. Yeah, crispy. Andreas Mickelson's favourite dish. Was it? Yes. Right. They went. Yes. Yeah, they went. You know, we yes. talked about in, in the last podcast, we talked about, you know, on Sunday night in Argentina heading down to the Zebra Club. But Andreas Mickelson, whenever he won a rally, would, would head down to the local Chinese, wouldn't he? And celebrate at the Chinese. See, it's a good job these two day mallard, two day old mallards didn't land on Andreas's doorstep. Well, let's face it, he's not on a rally for a long time, so he's probably not had mallard duck for a long time. (laughs) Poor boy. He'd probably be hungry for it. (laughs) Uh, But I will post a picture. Sorry, mate. 
Sorry, Lisa. Colin, I've, I'm, I'm just moving. I'm moving away from the ducklings right. now because, mm. Colin, this was your idea. So you can start well, us off on the Icelandic volcano that you're going to pronounce for us. And of course, it erupted whilst it was rallied Turkey. Yeah. Uh, and and chucked this massive ash cloud into the sky, which George will explain to us at some point why it was impossible to... Well, he has already told us that you can fly through volcanoes and just clean the engines out. Or was that you? But no, um, basically, flying with volcanic dust in the air is a bad idea. Well, it is a bad, is a bad idea. idea. And I think we talked about this on one of the previous podcasts. George was telling us a story about... One one of our media colleagues who was on that that fateful Boeing 747 that went through the Indonesian ash cloud where they mm. it was the first time where they they realized just how dodgy ash clouds can be when when mixed with with aero engines but yeah it was 10 years ago and again it was a facebook memory that just popped up and i thought goodness me was that really 10 years ago it was it was rally turkey it was the one and only time that rally turkey was based more or less out of Istanbul. We were just to the to the east of Istanbul, George. I think it is, isn't it? Uh, that, yeah, the, mm. no, uh, no west, wasn't it? Northwest, west. I think. Northwest. It, yeah, I think, where I the, think that's where it was. Yeah, we were in Asia. We were over the bridge. Oh, okay, we, then. So we, you're, you're you're west then. It was just. It was east, the, you're east. right. It's on the eastern side. Colin. Absolutely. I so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't there that year. It was a 50-50 shot. We, we turned to you, George, for the facts. None of that oh, kind sorry, of waffly not, nonsense. Don't forget there was there was a was a, a ceremonial start or something, wasn't it? it outside was. the the blue uh, blue, the blue mosque mosque. I was going to say the blue fountain, but the blue mm. mosque. Mm. Uh, well, and and we all had to take the boat back over the river. That's, that's right. Um, do you not remember? And then obviously we then took the well, we we made our way back over the bridge a few days later, didn't we, Carl? Yeah, but that was but the, the cars went on that ferry as well, didn't they? Because the service park, although it, it was on the coast, talking volcanoes or, here, Colin. Eight or ten kids. I'm bored. No, but it was quite interesting, George. <laughs> it was quite interesting because it was it was a brand new service park. It was a brand new rally. It was a brand new hotel. There was a stage at the at the circuit as well, wasn't there? Well, no, there wasn't, and there that was the very strange thing. That was the very very strange thing because we'd we had the service park, which was which was fine, and it was it was. You know, quite a it was a pleasant enough setting. It wasn't wasn't too difficult to get out and into the service park. Traffic wasn't too bad. But every day on the way out to the stages, we passed this fabulous Istanbul That's Formula right. One track, and it was like, well, why aren't and we, we there? Use it. We didn't use it. It was yeah, empty. Right. It was sitting there. Why aren't we using that? It was it was halfway between the service park we were using and the stages. It would have been way more convenient. Plenty of hotels. You know, the, the, the airport was right there, more or less right next to it. Uh, and it was all to do with Bernie Eccleston. Apparently, Bernie Eccleston owned that track and wanted an astronomical amount of money from the rally organisers to use it for that week. So rather than taking a smaller amount of money, the place sat empty and we drove past it every single day on the way out to the stages, David. Mm. So let me rewind you both, and um, you can tell us that what, when you arrived, mm. when did the volcano erupt? I, I strange on this. I remember at the time Jerry Williams from the Daily Mail had not been able to fly out to the event, so we would have left on the Tuesday or Wednesday, and Jerry for at least two or three days was struggling to get a flight out to the event. But by the Friday, I remember getting a call or an email or something from him saying, I'm not coming now. And so it transferred from us kind of laughing at Jerry for not being able to make it to him laughing at us. Yeah. Wondering <laughs> whether we'd ever get yeah for having made it and wondering if we'd ever get home before. I think it had gone off 
just after we landed there. Mm. Probably, well, because probably, there was... I think it had been going off a wee while, but then it, but then it, uh, the the um, it melted through the, the the glacier, didn't it? And that's when the water went in, and you got the big explosions uh, of of the ash going up uh, and the right. pumice. Lisa, if you could you just spell it, Lisa, and I'll type it into Google here. <laughs> I have I have the details here, but I was <laughs> I have the details in front of me, but I was going for your your razor like yeah. memory. That's slightly it. blunt now, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I, I, I do I do remember um, the uh, the fact that as as the event progressed, you know, to start with, it was it wasn't even a concern. No, uh, you know, it, it just it didn't it didn't feature, and then. As the rally started, it became more and more. And then by, I'd say, as early as sort of Friday lunchtime on the first day, everybody was focused on how are you getting home? What are you doing? And by Sunday afternoon, it was complete chaos. You know, mm. everybody was trying because flights had stopped. You know, you weren't going anywhere. And if you wanted to go home, you were either going to drive home um, or find a train or some other way. And hire car companies, you know, nobody was going to let, let uh, hire you a car from the Asian side of Turkey mm-hmm. into 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 Britain. It yeah, but you know, who, but here, who drove the recce car all the way home? The recce car. Who drove the recce car all the way home from that event? Oh, Any ideas? No, I'm going to no. have a guess. Have a guess. One of the most famous drivers in rallying just now. Any One guesses? The, right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, Elfin? I'm going to tell you. Elfin? No, Thierry Neville. No, Oit Tanak. Oit Tanak. Really? Drove his recce <laughs> car all the way back <laughs> to Estonia. And anyone, anyone that sat in a recce car knows how uncomfortable they can be. So what must have been what three thousand, four thousand kilometers, three and a half thousand anywhere. I've, I've done thought. that drive. I've, I've I've driven from Turkey back to. Uh, back to Cologne back in the day back in 1986 with a van and a trailer wow, I think it geez. took us three days why? Yeah, why? Uh, good I, question I, I, was a I was a mechanic uh, uh, oh. we, there was no there was no suitable boats from uh, from Greece back to Ancona at the timing and we just decided to go through Yugoslavia as it was then that's right um, that's right you know we, and, and we took an unusual route because the roads were better and I think we drove right through the middle of um, what was the name of that city that that, that you know, was always featured where Sarajevo. the runs down the middle? Sarajevo. Sar- we actually diverted yeah. down through Sarajevo and then back up towards the Austrian border. And if you look at it on the map, it looks like a bit of a dog leg. But at the time, it was the best road option, according mm. to our fairly rough map. I remember That's- having to buy it there at a petrol station. So I've done the drive. How did... How did this event, how was it overshadowed by the volcano? From the radio side of things, I mean, I remember being back in the UK, as I was, thinking, I wonder how they're going to get home, but the, the event itself interested me enough not to worry too much on your behalf. Yeah, I'd have to say, I, I, I wasn't too worried. What worried me a little bit was I had my, my dad with me on that event, and at the time, he'd have been 72, I think, 72, 73, and uh, you know, as they started to talk about the possibilities of having to take a bus home, you know, three days, seventy-two hours. He was the smartest man there, Colin. He well, was the he smartest was. man there. He was yeah. the smartest man there, and and do you know what? I, I'd I'd have stayed because we all had that option to stay in the hotel until the flights resumed. Uh, the problem that I had, and that a few other people had as well, was that I think uh, we had two weeks, three three weeks until rally in New Zealand, uh, and I was flying out to New Zealand the week after. 
uh, Rally Turkey. So I, I really had to get back home to get that flight to New Zealand. I couldn't take the chance. And much as I would like to have stayed in Turkey and just waited for the ash cloud, uh, I had to get on the bus. And, and that, that was that was when the epic the epic adventure really started. But before that, David... So can what I, happened to your dad? I, no, my dad, my dad loved it. He absolutely loved it. He, he sat on the bus. He got on the bus. He got you? on the bus with us. He oh. never grumbled. He never moaned. We, we did... No. We did, we did miss, we did miss the, um, we did miss the the the, the booked time for the uh, what do they call it the uh, the Euro Tunnel. Ah, the tunnel, uh, the tunnel. Because at about three in the morning, we're about ten k's outside Cali, and the two buses we were on, and we'll come on to the story about the bus, but the two buses we were on didn't have loos in them, so the, the drivers were stopping reasonably regularly. But when you're seventy three years old and you need to go to the loo, you need to go to the loo, and at three in the morning, Dad's going. <laughs> Call, call, I need to go to the loo. I said, Dad, just wait, just wait. We're only 10 or 12 kids. No, I need to go to the loo. Now, up he gets, taps the driver on the shoulder, driver stops, and okay, we stopped for about two minutes while Dad had a quick pee at the side of the road. We missed the train by one minute. Ah, <laughs> no, but nobody yeah. noticed. But no, nobody, nobody noticed. noticed. Nobody noticed because everyone was so exhausted and was sound asleep on the bus at the time that no one noticed. So, uh, yeah, I felt a little guilty. I've got to say, Colt, you're massively inaccurate there. I don't think anybody was sound asleep on that bus any of the nights we were on it. (laughs) I certainly wasn't. But you you mentioned the event there. It was another Sebastian Loeb win uh, and quite an unremarkable. We talked about Oit Tanak and his transport home from the event. I remember my, my... lasting memory from that event is it was of course the Pirelli Star Driver it was the launch David it was the launch of the Pirelli Star Driver was it? And yes it was in Turkey yeah okay yeah it was so but but uh, Tanak was just on a mission and you know we'd known him for a couple of years and we knew how quick he was and he was demolishing everybody he was brilliant and then he had the mother and father of all accidents where and in a flat out fifth gear bit he misheard a note or he got a note wrong or something and just had a monster shunt um, and that was my memory of of, of that event, uh, just the impressive pace and then the big crash. Mm-hmm. Also, I remember Solberg went well um, because I remember talking to Petter uh, about how he getting home and, and typical Petter just didn't care. You know, he had one aim uh, and he was second in second place on a WRC round and, you know, he was only looking for the win uh, and getting home could wait till, till Sunday afternoon. Whereas me, I was absolutely panic stricken <laughs> because you know there, literally there was uh, there was no way until you know you you would walk around service park and literally you'd be saying to everybody how are you getting home you know are you have you got any ideas and you know if people people i remember yari matty they got a, a minibus together didn't they That's and right. yari matty got on a minibus um and you know it was it was just unheard of. The one person who was resolute through all of this that he wasn't going on any buses, he wasn't doing any kind of public transport apart from an aeroplane was Anthony Peacock from from Pirelli, uh, and and he absolutely AKA Piccolo. AKA Piccolo. He's already started a, po- a podcast before now. He has. He he steadfastly refused. No, not doing it. I will stay in a hotel. I'll keep working here, and at some point this cloud thing will disappear. I'll get on a plane. And I'll go home, and that was it. Um, but yeah, ultimately, Cole, we were we were incredibly fortunate in that Mr. Malcolm Wilson invited us to uh, to join the M Sport team on the way home, mm. um, and we we jumped on. There were two buses, which were actually they were lovely. They were Turkish, locally hired, but they were really quite comfortable, very nice, no toilet, um, but slightly reclining seats uh, and a bit of Turkish telly on. 
Um, mm. And happy days. And <laughs> we very quickly decided that there would be the party bus and there would be our bus. <laughs> and I think we made the right choice, didn't we, Cole? Oh, the 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 party bus um, also became known as the dirty bus. The, it, yeah, <laughs> you know, if you like, it was the management. The management were on our bus, and the boys were on the other bus. And you can imagine a group of boys on a bus for seventy-two hours. It all got rather messy. But what, D- David? David, you could, jeez, you, oh, you know, when when you say the bus was, did you say rather lovely? Did you say? Did you actually say that? I thought it was all right, but oh, I haven't been on many buses. Shit. But I thought, certainly for the first five minutes, it was not bad. <laughs> for, 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 for our friends who are listening from Scotland, if I describe it as as a notch up from a berry bus, you'll understand what I'm talking about. The berry buses in Scotland are infamous. This was a notch up from that, and the drivers, the the way, I remember as as we left Istanbul with these two buses, and they knew the way out of Istanbul. These two drivers. We very quickly pulled up in a service station. Oh, what are we stopping so quickly for? We've only been on the go for an hour. He comes out, the driver, with the equivalent of a European AA fold-out roadmap, literally. So he opens this, <laughs> he opens this map out, and he goes, Istanbul here, bottom right, Cali here, top left. Right, this is the route we're taking. <laughs> this is the route we're taking on, on, on a map of Europe, a fold-out map of Europe. Uh, and my goodness, me, you know, George, you mentioned Sarajevo. And- Sarajevo. We 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 we, you know, we went into Romania. We we went through some really dodgy areas in Romania. Further um, further north, yeah, yeah. Well, Romania. Then but- remember the first stop at the McDonald's in Romania, David. Oh, remember that? Yes. Because we're we're all now starving yeah. because no one's got any proper food. I said, well, we've got to stop somewhere. Well, we're in Romania. Who's got Romanian money? Well, no one's got money. Well, it's Romania. They probably won't take credit cards. Oh my God! There's a McDonald's. There's a McDonald's. So we pull up at McDonald's car park, and sixty people, ravenous, you know, Ford people, exit, <laughs> jump out this bus. And and you know, to be fair, I have never seen service like it. They were all kids. They were all students, but they were serving there, and there was not a glimmer of panic on any of them. It was like no problems. Form an orderly queue. Here we go. And sixty of us got served in about half an hour. And it was the best McDonald's we've ever had they took credit cards it was magnificent but it kind of went a little downhill after that and we did end up but very Venice, close it, yeah it, it had gone downhill before that because <laughs> they bought they had one roadmap between them two buses <laughs> oh, yes. so our driver our driver had taken the word Calais and he wrote it on the side of a box of tissues <laughs> and put the box of tissues next to him on yes. the, at the wheel as though he was expecting <laughs> to turn left out of Istanbul and see Calais on a road sign <laughs> to the right. It was insane. It but was, then, I, then where, where, did, where did we get to David? And he decided he'd had enough the driver. And it's like, well, why are we going here? And he buggered off. And we, we were heading to, to somewhere in, it, it, maybe it was somewhere in Yugoslavia. And we're driving around the ring road of the city. And I said, well, why are we here? The driver's had enough. He's had enough. He wants off. He wants to go yeah. home. He's, and the driver got off and went home. <laughs> and we, So we then had to divert somewhere else to pick up another driver. And we should have gone, should we not have gone through Ser, Serbia or something? We did, we because yeah, if you, you remember. Ser, Serbia and then into, into Austria from there, I think. Isn't well, it? we yeah. woke up. We woke up. Um, you know, it was probably about. I, well, I remember waking up, and we, we were did, on. We did Croatia and Slovenia as well. I remember those yeah. two. Well, we we're on a mountain road, and it reminded. So hang on. on, can I can I just pause this at the moment to say? So you got on the bus at what time? Oh. 
What daily? Was it Monday morning? No, it was Monday afternoon. It was about four or five o'clock because Mm. they'd had to. It would have been really difficult to get a bus, hadn't it, Cole? Because everybody had been hiring buses. So Malcolm had had, M Sport had got these two buses, um, and we were told, "Yeah, we leave in a hotel at five. And then I remember that morning. We went to the supermarket and we were buying, we bought a pillow. We bought, and you just bought, you know, a yeah. hundred bags of Haribo and sleeping pills, just everything. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the most bizarre trip to shop for because ultimately nobody knew on Monday afternoon when we were leaving how long it was going to take us. Oh no, no, and so so by the time you'll get to Yugoslavia and Serbia, how many days had you been on the bus at this point? I think I think we're I think that's maybe the, the second or the first afternoon. So I think we've come through Romania and we've stopped in Romania for lunch and in the evening we may have been getting in towards Serbia. And that we knew we were kind of somewhere around Yugoslavia, Serbia, because we're on this twisty, twisty mountain road because obviously the roadmap wasn't quite showing the right way and he'd gone you know, he'd gone a centimetre wrong on the roadmap and we were 100 kilometres in the wrong direction, effectively. Uh, and, and I remember looking out the window and there were two guys in this little village wandering along in full army fatigues with Kalashnikov rifles slung across their shoulders. And I'm thinking, nah, we shouldn't really be here. This ain't right. It was all just rather bizarre, David. That was and that was the point was that we'd ended up you know clearly we'd I I thought we would get on a motorway in Istanbul there would be lots of borders but it would be motorway all the way and then I do remember dozing off and waking up in the middle of the night um and just on the tiny mountain road doing like 10 miles an hour because they had no idea where we were going and you know I I I swear we probably traveled 15, 20% further than we yeah. really needed but to. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a bit confused by this whole process because if I'd been on that bus and I'd realised there was any yeah. issue with navigation, I'd have been down there navigating. But, it, but we had the best. We had, the you know, best. we had John Millington. Exactly. And, and, exactly. And they, but they were trying and working with the drivers, but you know the drivers just were not for being told, really. And at right, times, okay. remember there was, there was a driver's rest area on the bus, which was... Um, it was kind of like, it must have been, it was underneath the floor, wasn't it, Colin? He had to kind of climb into this coffin um, yes. and the driver could go to sleep under there. And every time they opened it to let one of them out, there was this cloud of cigarette smoke where they'd been <laughs> literally lying in a coffin smoking Turkish cigarettes all night. But it was just, you know, when I do, I remember entering our third night on the bus and just thinking, this is just never going to end. And then you would try... You would try and get comfortable in the seat. Couldn't do that. And I tried to sleep along. There was, uh, you know, some, a number of us could get to sleep on the floor. But, you know, every time you lay on the floor, you know, every time they change gear, you could feel the prop shaft moving. And it was just a nightmare. An absolute yeah. nightmare. It really and was. I have to say, a member of the Royal Navy once told me that you should never stand quayside when a submarine comes in after being deployed to sea for a long time because the smell yeah. that oh. comes out of a submarine when the hatches are opened <laughs> is something to behold. I'm kind of getting that impression that this coach, these two coaches, weren't entirely minty fresh. As was. Ours as wasn't was. Bad. The dirty bus mm. was very, very dirty. I remember... I remember talking to a couple of lads after, after in New Zealand after the, the round after, and saying to them, you know, how did you manage? You know, how many times did you get drunk? 
And they're like, no, no, we only got drunk the once. It just, it, we got drunk and it lasted for four days. Yes. <laughs> and just, and it, it, it David, was. hadn't they, because they obviously realised when they saw the buses that, you know, there was going to be a bit of an issue because, you know, they had, they had crates of beer, they had crates of vodka, they had all sorts on oh. there. Um, but they realised that they weren't going to be able to stop every five minutes to go to the loo. So, so they rigged up their own loo, didn't they? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was quite ingenious. It was, it was quite ingenious, wasn't it? It was a it, it, it was a fine piece of engineering, from what I remember. And we don't want to get too graphic. I don't want here. to know. I've not had my dinner yet, guys. You, you know the the water coolers in offices, <laughs> uh, those huge kind yeah. of things are full of water. They'd got one of those, which has got quite a, a handy, obviously a handy hole to let the water out. Uh, so what they did was they took one of the seats at the back and they sort of wedged the that bottle in, um, reasonably upright. Uh, well, com- upright, so that they could then relieve themselves without stopping. Um, but quite quickly, when when I don't know thirty or forty guys are drinking a considerable amount of booze, um, <laughs> it can fill up quite quickly. Uh, and apparently, uh, I, I'm not. Sure yeah, don't want to know. Don't want to no. know. It spilled. Was, yeah, okay. We don't there need was to a, know. Are we drawing a veil? There over was that? a bit of sharp <laughs> breaking, should we say? Oh, uh, and the bottle fell yeah, off. You said it. You, you oh. Said it. oh. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't on that bus. I yeah, would have oh waited. Dear. I would have been with Anthony Peacock eating undoubtedly very fine food, partaking in very good wine, exactly. and getting, getting getting told lots of very funny little stories in a manner that only Anthony can tell. Because so here's very, the best bit. Here's here's the best bit with bloody Anthony bloody Peacock. <laughs> so Mister, Mister, <laughs> oh, I'm not I'm not getting on that bus. No, and so and we were like, you're mad. You're never going to get home. You're going to be here forever. Uh, so off we go, and we got back into the UK very early hours of the Thursday morning. Um, so I would I got home about lunchtime Thursday because they then the buses had to stop, and we got new drivers, and there were some stop art buses came to collect. Oh, us, what a sight um, that which was! Just beautiful fabulous. sight. Um, yeah, <laughs> so we got on the buses, and then uh, so got home at midday or something, and genuinely I've never been as relieved to see the shower. Um, and phoned Piccolo and said, "Ha, huh, where are you? And he said, oh, yeah, I walked into the house about three hours ago. And he'd beaten us oh. by three hours. He had gone back to the airport every day uh, and gone to the EasyJet counter and said, is there any chance? No, there's no chance. And he'd done that on the th- very early Thursday morning. Um, and the woman had said, no, 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 no chance. And he'd thought, oh, I'll just sit and have a coffee. And the woman came running over and said, there is one seat on a flight to Luton, Gatwick. Or something. Do you want it? Yes, I'll take it. Jumped on the plane and was home before us. The git. Uh, I'm loving that story. It's such elegance, <laughs> such poise that man has. I've not seen, I've not seen him in, in years yet. I can, I can, uh, can, just I can see picture him. him. I can picture him and it's a, it's a, a grand sight yeah. in, every, in, every, just... in every manner of the word. Just as a little so postscript. On, on this epic, I was going to say, on this epic, epic four-day, I, I can't even think of the right word for it, but th- there must have been some high lights on it, or was it all, mm. please God, get me home, why am I not home Lisa, yet? It's <laughs> Don't stop here. No, i tell you one of the highlights. There's no highlights on <laughs> no, the No, no, there was. It, it, there must have been funny things. Oh, there was, in Romania. In Romania. Uh, we, we stopped mid, midway through the morning. This was before we got to the McDonald's because we, we did have to stop for, you know, obviously toilet breaks. And the driver has somehow spotted some public toilets, but the public toilets were below a brothel. <laughs> and, uh, and, that's the and, one and only time I brushed my teeth. I remember teeth running out of the bus. Up. 
and all these 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 poor girls in this brothel hanging out the window, looking terribly <laughs> excited by the sight of all these young lads running towards the brothel. Um, and it was like, no, quick five minute pee break. We're back on the bus and we're away. It was it was it was quite funny. <laughs> it was shocking. But it, there was one. There, there was we were on the same bus as a fabulous photographer, Les Kolchak, um, who just kept us entertained throughout the whole trip um a, a proper kind of brummy snapper uh very very funny fella and i'm sure les if you're listening you should get some of your pictures um and and post them on facebook and, and various sites as a 10-year anniversary treat for us uh but it was you know as as time passes you know i remember some real incidents at the at the the borders as well Cole. you Ooh. know when we were going in and out of these places um I remember walking through some borders because there was a problem with the bus. I remember us getting stopped by the, the police because we in didn't Germany. have the yeah. right the right road tax uh, in in Germany uh, or something. Uh, uh, and yeah, just the most incredible trip. But as the ten years have passed, you know, it does it becomes quite a fun tale. Um, but at the point at that time, there was zero fun uh, <laughs> it was fun for me i have to say i i, I was yeah, keeping I'm track sure of the was. stories and it was it was great it was so comfy and i had a shower every morning i had a nice <laughs> breakfast it was, just, it was just the best ever but I, I remember as well late in the trip you know when we were entering wednesday night and it was so late it was just you know there was no cars on and Again, you'd sort of doze off for a bit and you'd wake up, and where are we? And we were in Belgium also. And, you know, it's like, what the hell are we doing in Belgium? But I do, I remember getting into Austria um, and going towards Vienna and thinking, for some reason, it felt a little bit closer to home. I don't know if it's because I'd been on a school skiing trip or something in Austria and taking a bus from there, but it just felt like we were, when we got to Austria, we were getting somewhere. We, we spent a day, didn't we, in Romania, Cole, Oof. and just it just never ended. You know, yeah. the roads were horrendous, and we stopped to try and get some lunch at some place on an uphill hip and left, and it was just a, a fairly shocking place. And It, it was, you know, it, you know, the likes of Romania in those days, David, <laughs> don't, don't forget, they weren't really that, many years out of tyranny you know romania was and and it was mm. it was still really struggling I, and you're right the roads were the big big memory of of romania and and the carts the horse drawn carts on the roads and yeah yeah it it was it was a, and the fact a, that you just didn't know either when without sounding overly dramatic you didn't know when your next meal was coming you know you'd got <laughs> 100 bags of of of, of Haribo and a whole bunch of of I remember there was at some I'm some at Turkish. The map now, guys, I'm looking at the map, and the fact that you went through Romania before we even start has got to be a 400 kilometer detour. Yeah, the, there's a reason for that. The there's a reason for that, George, because the bus drivers weren't allowed into remember. the next country. There was there was a reason for it. What, 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 where should we have gone? Which uh, way? Okay. The, the, the bus drivers. You, you, you should have. You should have gone. You should have gone. There wasn't a place in Romania Istanbul, called Calais. They, they would. They would avoid. <laughs> they would avoid Greece because the, the 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 Greeks don't get on. But you could have gone through Bulgaria, out into out into Serbia, yeah. through Belgrade. I think we did Bulgaria. Zagreb. The top end of Slovenia. You then. You then could either nip down through into um, into Trieste. And in, into and in along the top end of Spain uh, of of of, sorry, of of Italy, Spain? and right. uh, of Italy, and then you know right. Milan, Turin, up through the the Grand Saint Bernard Tunnel or the San Gotthard Tunnel. 
Mont Blanc Tunnel. And sure, Leon some, and I mean, I tell you what, was, somebody's missed out on a great merch opportunity here because you should all have little backpacks with I. I survived. <laughs> I survived. Yeah. But <laughs> I, and these are the did. countries they're, I went they're, through. They're, they're not. They've not survived. They're scarred. All of these guys. But are, I, I, sadly, <laughs> you should have seen them before this happened. They were lovely. There was a there was <laughs> another lovely. bus that that set off at the same time <laughs> with one of the other teams. I can't remember which no. team it was. WRC and they, team. The WRC. And they television. went, but they they went and they they took the boat. Yeah. Would they take right. the boat from Greece to Italy? And yeah. they were and we were sort of charting progress and they were ahead of us and then the boat broke down as well. That's right. <laughs> no. the boat broke, and then the bus no. broke down. They had oh, all God, sorts yeah. of woes. Oh, but David, how many countries did we go through? Was it twelve countries? Something like 52, that. Fifty two, Cole. <laughs> it was a lot. That was the, that was the African leg. Yeah, oh, it was fun. It was fun. It wasn't fun. It's when you hit Ukraine, you realise you weren't actually genuinely going backwards the wrong way. <laughs> no, it was it was a shocker. And you you know you had to feel for the for the poor lads that were going all the way up to M Sport because you know we got into Britain and, and stopped, and then they obviously got to go you know the length of the M6 as well. Uh, yeah, but it, no, that was David, the, the least David, David, at that time. I felt, I felt sorry for the two boys that were driving the buses. Yes, <laughs> was, who then got to drive got them off, back? Well, yeah, they had to turn around <laughs> and with with their navigational skills find their way back to Istanbul. Apparently, last year they got back sometime last year. I was told. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, and, and those put the poor bloke driving the the party bus. I mean, dear lord! Oh. <laughs> wow. No. So there we go. The big question then would be: if you were stuck in that situation now, wait, and here we are in lockdown. Wait, <laughs> what wait, would you do? Wait, yeah. wait. Yeah. There will be a plane at some point. There's, there's no twisting. Yeah, there's no gambling. You just no. hold, hold fire, stay where you yeah, are. Piccolo got it right, guys. Hundred percent. Hold position. Yeah, no, oh, love it, it brilliant. Great. So that's the ten-year anniversary of, as it's pronounced, Icelandic volcanoes eruption. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I did. I did used to be able to pronounce it, but I've I've lost it now because yeah, it's ten years and it hasn't erupted since. So um, it can stay nice and quiet. Yes. And you have been listening to Spin the Rally Pod, ten-year uh, anniversary there. If you haven't subscribed already, make sure you subscribe through your podcast provider. All the main ones have us online now, so if you subscribe, then the next edition will drop into your device. podcast inbox. Yeah, yeah, your device, into your device. And there's plenty more, not just us. Uh, we've also got um, some great content on dirtfish.com, including uh, sit down with the three team bosses as well. That's worth a, a view. And Colin looking, and I have to say, Colin, you do look like Laurence Olivier oh. in that uh, outfit. You do. Laurence Olivier playing the Nazi dentist in The Marathon Man. Oh. oh. Is it safe? <laughs> right. Is it safe? That's exactly what you look like. It's, yeah. it's quite terrifying. Well, there's, there's Laurence Olivier. There's And l- listen out for the next podcast, just in case there's any more duck updates. Duck mm. updates is important. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. like, all right. <laughs> no, I was going to say I'll give you an update on the badger that we have in the garden here, but uh, that, <laughs> that might be a bit too much yeah. wildlife yeah. for one podcast. But anyway, yes, do tune in with us next time, but um, I'm, I'm going to head off and have another glass of Prosecco, lads. Uh, it's been a pleasure and a joy as ever. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, team. Thank you, Lisa.